Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Female Empowered Podcast, where I unleash a bunch of business insights for female business owners in boutique healthcare, wellness, and fitness. And today I'm going to be diving into like a really unique aspect of small business success, which is the importance of having a business that is more than just you as a practitioner. Um, If your goal in the future is to be able to still generate money while you are not working, if it's to be able to possibly sell the business in the future, right? If it's to be able to truly have more freedom in the business and more opportunities, then having a strong management team is something that you want to explore. Now, I'm not saying that every business has to have that. And I'm not at all saying that if you don't have a management team, you're not a real business. You're absolutely, if you are the owner, the one that has to pay the rent, da, 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 you are a business owner, whether you're a sole proprietor by yourself or have a team. Okay. If you have a business in your home, that's a business. You own a business. Now, what I'm talking about today is specifically for people who aspire to possibly sell their business or be able to generate revenue while you go away on vacation and other people are still working in the business. Okay. So if you are a business owner that dreams of a successful and maybe lucrative exit strategy, this episode is for you. All right. One of the key benefits of having a management team in place is it that it reduces the dependence on you as the owner, all right? So by having other people on your team that can operate your business independently, it also mitigates the risk of your business losing value if the owner were to step away for a reason, or if the owner wants to go on vacation for a week, or if the owner wants to go on sabbatical for a month, or if the owner gets sick, okay? This type of structure, this type of independence where the business is separate from the owner makes a business way more appealing to anyone who will potentially come in and buy it And it gives you as the owner a much higher level of security and stability, okay? Now, we're going to talk a little bit later in the episode of what a management team could look like. So if you're already thinking, managers, what the hell do I need managers for? Well, there are unique ways that you can set up the structure in your business, okay? So I want to say it was probably 2018. I think it was like 2018. I started realizing 
that I wasn't acting as a CEO, that I was acting as an operator, right? I had a business that I was running versus my business running on autopilot. And so what happened was I started this, I didn't really, I don't think I told anyone about this, but in my head, it was called Operation Krista Gets Hit by a Bus. Okay, so the whole idea was if I get hit by a bus, what is going to happen to my business? Because at the time, everything in the business ran around me. Now, I didn't teach all the classes or anything, but I, I had created the structure where like nobody felt empowered enough to make their own decisions. And so if I got hit by bus and was out for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, like I don't think anyone would know what to do, right? Because I was always the one that was doing everything. And that was on me. That was my bad. My bad. I created it that way. All right. So what I started doing was, what can I do? What systems can I implement? And how can I personally learn to let go of control? Because there's it's a two-pronged system. You have to have the right people do it in the right seats, doing the right jobs. And then you have to let them do that job. Okay. You as the owner have to let them do that job. So Another reason why having a strong management team or executive team or leadership team, whatever you want to call it, is that it really demonstrates that the business is set up for sustainability, okay? It is not sustainable for one person to be running a high six-figure brick-and-mortar location. It's not, okay? You may be like, well, I'm doing it right now, but ask yourself, at what cost? At what cost is it costing you to do everything yourself? You certainly can't teach all the classes and treat all the patients. And if you are doing that, then how can you run the admin and the, the other side? So it's just not sustainable to continue to do everything on your own, especially when we're in a service-based business where we're kind of like one-to-one -one service in a brick and mortar location. It's a little bit different. I do think you can probably get to a million dollars in the online space with a very small team, probably even maybe two or three people, you, I don't believe, and I, don't, I hate to say like always and nevers, but it would be very interesting. I have not met anyone that's been able to get to a million dollars with a small team. You need to have a larger team, larger team of practitioners and some buffer between you and the day-to-day -day operations. All right. So Again, having a management team offers evidence to anyone who wants to come in and buy you that the business will continue to operate and it will be sustainable even in a change of ownership. So if you were doing all the things, seeing all the patients and you leave, what is there left to buy, right? So it's important that if a potential buyer is coming in to look at it, they are going to be like, oh, well, if Krista's gone, it doesn't matter because she doesn't have her hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. Like she is not making all the decisions and she's not teaching all the classes and business will operate as usual. Hence, Operation Krista gets hit by a bus. All right. So now, if you are an owner right now that is seeing 50, 60, 70% of the caseload and you are the one returning the emails, and you are the one that's the name of the business, and you're the face of the business, and people go there because of you, and you have all your processes and systems in your head and not out on paper, when you leave what's left except rent for the location, 
All right. So it's important that you have one, your systems and processes down on paper. So we call this kind of turnkey. Someone can just come in and take over. And two, you are not the business. Okay. The business could run without you. So for me, for example, Pilates in the Grove now, I could go away for a month. All right. Um, in fact, I had planned to take all of July off. We'll see if that's actually happening because at the time this airs, it will be July. So I could go away. So another person could come in or buy the business. I could leave and it would not really affect the business much at all. Okay. Another benefit of having a strong management team is that it, it really improves growth and scalability. Okay. So when you can have other people giving you ideas and they can play a very pivotal role in improving the growth of the business, they help you create automations, effective systems and processes, and they enhance the business's ability to handle growth and expansion. One of the questions I actually ask on my applications to get into our high-touch masterminds is if your business doubled in size right now, could you handle that growth? And almost all of them say no. And when I started business coaching, I was in that boat. Like if my business, if if I doubled in business, I couldn't handle the growth because I didn't set up the right systems in place. And basically, if I took on any more business, it would break my business. Okay. So having managers, having other people in your business that can help offload some of those tasks to you really improved your business's ability to handle growth and expansion, okay? And if a business can't handle growth, what is someone going to buy? People that are buying something want growth. They want to have something that ha is not at the ceiling, okay? And then again, again, having the whole reason, <clears throat> well, not the whole reason, but a big, big reason and having a good management structure people is outside of you that can run the business is it creates a good succession plan. So maybe you don't want to sell, right? But maybe you want to start creating some sort of a comprehensive succession plan for you. What that, what does that mean? Maybe you eventually want to only go in one day a week. That's what I do now. I only go into the studio one day a week. Um, maybe it's that you want to take three months off a year and still generate revenue. Okay. Maybe it's that you want to take a year off and still generate revenue from the business. And then maybe it is that you want to sell. Maybe it is that you want to train a manager to take over your role. All right. A well-prepared and well-thought-out succession plan facilitates a successful growth and scalability and sale of your business if that's what you ultimately desire. Okay. So it helps improve the value of your business, okay? And again, like I said, even if your exit strategy is not to sell, fading out is another helpful way that will allow you to generate revenue while working less, okay? Hey, doctors do this eventually when they're gonna eventually sell or retire. They start only going in like one day a week, okay? So let's start talking a little bit about what um, management structures could look like in your business, okay? Let's talk a little bit about what management structures look like in your business. So for specifically for boutique 
fitness and wellness, which is I'm assuming what most of you are that are listening to this episode, you can have things like a, you can consider hiring an operations manager. Okay. Operations managers basically see, oversee the day-to-day operations of the business. They ensure that everything runs efficiently. They're responsible for managing employees, overseeing logistics, the schedule, and ensuring the customer's needs are met. So they maybe handle customer complaints. They handle vacation requests from your staff. They maybe do payroll. Um, They're implementing like the promotions and all of that stuff. So we have a director of studio operations that is on site at our locations and she travels from location to location. And that's Kelly in our business. And if you go back to listen a couple episodes ago when I shared Meet My Team, she's on that podcast. Along with our executive director, who basically handles a lot of the back-end logistics. So if we need a electrician to come out or we're dealing with proposals for we have to get an AC fixed, if we're meeting people at the facility for all of that, and Kelly's really involved in the day-to-day, our executive director handles that. She also handles planning for events that we have. She handles community relations. She handles... Um, she's also really, um, she's helping out some of the businesses in our mentorship programs right now. Okay. So operations manager, executive director, you can call them whatever you want. Chief operating officer. Again, you can have a manager on duty. This can be one of your admin people for us. It's someone who is also a practitioner. So she can step in and cover whenever is needed. Um, You could have a marketing manager on your team that is responsible for the marketing, the marketing strategy of the business. It can include developing, creating, implementing marketing strategies, creating, developing, implementing your brand identity, ensuring that the business is reaching its targets for your ad spend or whatever you're putting into marketing. Okay. I I personally sit in the marketing seat for Pilates in the Grove, so I don't have a marketing. I have a team that helps me create content. That's Latasha and her team at Uncanny Content. She is my content strategist. I am the one that sits in the seat as that I'm accountable to approve everything, but she is on my marketing team and the people over at account at Uncanny Content are amazing. So Some people have an HR manager. Our HR manager is our executive director, Lauren, who is also responsible for overseeing, you know, offer letters, payroll, training, management of employees in our HR system. Okay, so she makes sure that all the contracts are up to date and everything of that. And then Kelly makes sure that she handles like the onboarding and the quality control and making sure that employees are motivated and engaged in their work. Okay, so. Studio directors or studio managers, we have one. That's what I said. We have our director of studio operations. They oversee like on the ground, usually day-to-day operations of the studio. So they're managing the staff. They're ensuring that the studio is clean and well-maintained, handling customer service issues, developing and implementing possibly marketing strategies because they're the ears in the studio about what's happening. And then they bring those ideas up to me. You could have a fitness director, okay, that's responsible for curriculum. If you're doing program, they're designing the workout plans, they lead classes, they're 
you know, leading, maybe if you have a teacher training program, they're responsible for maybe hiring and training new instructors. So this is another, you know, similar to a studio manager, a fitness director. Some places have a sales manager, okay? That's responsible for generating revenue in the sales. So maybe as a new lead comes in, now the sales team gets put on top, gets put on this person to lead them through to the sale is complete, all right? Now, do you have to have all of these people? Absolutely not. Is it good? If you've grown beyond, you know, $250,000, $300,000 in revenue, these are some of the people that you should think about maybe having on your team or promoting into that role so that it creates a little bit of, of a buffer between yourself and the day-to-day -day operations, okay? In our team, like I said, I have myself, I have our executive director, Lauren, we have our director of studio operations, Kelly. I have Uncanny Content, who's on my team as content strategist. And then we have our bookkeepers, okay, that are on our finance team. So I have people that are accountable for more than everything. Now, yes, am I, I generate seven figures annually, so I can afford to have that on my payroll. But little by little, I started, you know, a bookkeeper was one of the first hires I met that was non-revenue generating, then, you know, I started placing admin people on the team, admit, you know, client concierge people. And then I eventually hired a director of operations that really, really helped me streamline the process and deal with a lot of the day-to-day -day operations that were keeping me stuck and keeping me as a roadblock in, in, in the business. So Having a management team or some sort of leadership team, if your exit strategy is to eventually sell, is really crucial for you to be a business that is enticing to potential buyers. If it all revolves around you and you leave, what's left of the business? And if you're like, oh, my client list, that doesn't really hold up water. Because if you're gone and everything revolves around you, they'll just leave too. Okay? So... I hope you got some you know some some tangible ideas about why growing a team could be important. Now I know a lot of people will be like, well the cost. I don't have the money. Well maybe I'd entice you to think about the fact that like you don't have the money because you don't have a team in place to take things off your plate so that you can generate more money. Without a team you can't grow. Right? So the thought of you doubling your revenue will break your business, maybe it's because you don't have a team. So maybe you need to start considering bringing people on. And this is what we help our members in the inner circle do, right? We help them decide which role they need to hire for based on their unique business model and setup, okay? What their strong skills are and what they could use help with, all right? Because you also don't want to hire a bunch of mini, mini me's that is a recipe for disaster. So again, if that's something you're interested in learning, if you are feeling like I could not take on any more growth or any more clients because it could literally break my business or my soul and <laughs> mental well-being, it's time to grow a team. But if you're hesitant and resistant to that because you just don't know how to do it, consider applying for our inner circle program. I mean, this is what I help people do. I give you literally the roadmap and the accountability, and I'm with you step-by-step, step, not only to get these people found to recruit them,
but to hire them to make sure that the contracts are equally beneficial for everybody, to onboard them, to inspire them and engage them. So after the course of six to seven months, you feel like a whole new business owner and you're starting to move from operator to manager to leader to CEO, which is ultimately where you want to be if you're thinking of an exit strategy and possibly selling the business to someone, which is is a possibility. All right. So I hope you enjoy these business insights that I've unleashed today. I really hope you for I really hope you will continue to join me for more episodes of the Female Empowered Podcast. If you found this helpful, it would really, really be great if you could share this episode with someone, maybe take a screenshot of you listening to it and tag me, post it on Instagram. The more of these business strategies and tips and tools I can get into the hands of other female business owners, I believe we can change the world, all right? And if I can help one more person do this, all of it is worth it. So if you could share, like, subscribe, review, it would be super, super helpful. And also, if you're interested in learning more about the Inner Circle, go ahead and visit my website at www.kristagurka.com slash mentorship. And until next time, my friends, bye for now. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening today. But before you go, could I ask you to take a minute? Okay, so maybe like two minutes and leave me an honest review about the podcast. It really does help me get this podcast in front of more women in healthcare, wellness, and fitness, and also really lets me know that I'm actually sharing information you all like to listen to. Thanks again, and catch you all on the next episode.